0: This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account are member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA.
1: Now, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHTHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia, The Labor Show, with J. Doc and Krause, presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Ciardano talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is a special edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc, Krause, and John Doherty.
2: And welcome in, everyone, to hour number two of the Labor Show with Jay Dock and Krause. This, of course, is the John Doherty Hour as we broadcast to you on this Labor Day weekend. We've got a very, very special guest uh, who is going to join us for uh, the opening segment uh, of the show. John, I'll transition right to you first and just set the table uh, by continuing to um, acknowledge uh, the John Doherty Hour live here on Saturday nights. We're always uh, here on a Saturday night uh, with the John Doherty Hour. We continue uh, to set the table for the Delaware Valley and the region uh, with great guests, uh, which are become a signature as part of your lineup, and we've got a great guest tonight.
3: Yeah, we, we, we can't get a better guest on Labor Day Weekend than Sean McGarvey, as he likes to introduce himself as a Longcrest guy. But uh, Sean is the head of the National Building Trades, which in my world is the top guy. He has done a tremendous job. He's on a big winning streak. You know, I know the Biden White House, uh, in fact, every White House, you know, always makes sure that Sean's sitting at the table someplace, having a couple good weeks as it pertains to jobs. Welcome, Sean, and uh, happy Labor Day.
4: Well, thanks, John, and uh, happy Labor Day to you and SEAL, buddy. Thanks, buddy.
3: Why don't you uh, give us a quick little rundown? You know, that the last few weeks we've been jumping all over jobs. We, luckily, here in Philly, we have a lot of opportunity. There's a big emphasis on energy, uh, so if you don't mind, I'll start off right there. Uh, you know, hydrogen. That's uh, we're looking. We, we have a record of delivering. You know, all type of gas, petroleum, you name it. On time, on budget. Uh, it's funny we have uh, our Marcus Hope project as you were part of. You know, we needed a lot of help because the contractor wasn't necessarily a signatory contractor when he started. But when he left, he told us the production he got here in Philly and and that Delaware County area was amazing. So uh, Hydrogen, we're hoping to grab a place. We know, you know, politically uh, astute enough to realize that when Senator Minchin did his deal, that almost guaranteed one of them hubs down in his locale. And I know even though, you know, any big job is a job for the national building trades, you know, we're trying to squeeze one in down here someplace between, you know, Delaware, Jersey and uh, Pennsylvania. Any any updates? You think we got a shot at maybe a fifth or a sixth one if we get four done?
5: John,
4: yeah, I I, I do. Um, you know, I had a meeting with the with the energy secretary last week, uh, myself and Liz Shore uh, talked about these hubs. Uh, they're going to be making some dis- decisions on uh on uh, awarding some of those grants uh, upcoming uh, they need to be geographically uh, diversified of course and uh, there's certainly uh, Senator Manchin is interested in uh, Marcel Shale region um, so uh, we're, we're hopeful that we're going to get one in and around the vicinity uh, of southeastern uh, Pennsylvania uh, that could uh, use that feedstock so uh, again uh, opportunities there we're hopeful. We're not involved in the decision making process, but we support the applications and uh, uh, we're looking forward to some of the decisions being made.
3: Yeah, you know, this is we're a little tainted toward the Philadelphia labor market here. You know, I'm glad anytime we get big union jobs anyplace in America, and you've done a fabulous job there. But I have on the back end of this show, I got Jimmy Snell who, as you know, replaced Anthony in town. And them guys live, you know, refineries and pipelines. And John Bland, who's a maker, who's really active, you know, in, in, in the filthy building trades. And each week, okay, so much so that they put their money where their mouth is and they get on the air and talk their own hour about energy and the future of energy because, you know, people around these areas get scared. You know, they we, sometimes they, you know, it's become a – uh Sometimes we go too far to the left as well as too far to the right, and, and our jobs get caught in the middle. But you've done a great job at being in the middle. And, I, look, you know the respect I have for you, and the fact that you've been able to be, you know, straight down the line, and it's always just about our jobs, and it's never, you've never been paralyzed by politics. Uh, anything else that's happening in that little political world? And, and tell Liz we say hello. You know, of course, being an IBW person, we're extremely proud of her successes, you know, and she's done a great job, you know, every place she's been.
4: Yeah, no, Liz is uh, doing a fantastic uh, job. And uh, as you know, she uh, officially ascended with the convention vote unopposed to the leadership position for all of labor uh, in Philadelphia earlier this summer. Uh, So that was exciting for me as a you as a Philadelphian, and and to have Liz ascend to that position first woman ever. Uh, She's a true partner, and I can tell you that uh, her leadership, uh, I'd follow her anywhere. Uh, and do whatever she needs uh, the building trades to do to move the entire labor movement forward. So, you know, now we're getting into the into the political season. And, you know, I, I just got to say, uh, John, if you pick up the New York Times tomorrow, uh, you'll see a uh, full-page advertisement uh, from North Market's building trade unions where we thank the president of the United States, uh, Joe Biden, uh, along with the vice president, the speaker, uh, Pelosi and uh, Leader Schumer, um, the string of uh, bills, major, major, significant bills, um, starting with the the rescue bill, the bipartisan infrastructure, the chips bill, and lastly the the uh, inflation bill. I mean, the amount of investment that are in those bills uh, Integrating creating uh, middle class family sustaining uh, construction jobs. With all the prerequisite uh, uh, labor and apprenticeship, language, uh, Davis Bacon, uh, along with the manufacturing jobs, uh, they're going to be created. People have talked about it for years. Uh, This president delivered it, and I got to tell you, I I am in awe uh, of the job he's done as president. All while all this was done with an ongoing coup and uh, you know war in Ukraine. Um, They've stayed focused. They've multitasked. Uh, very slim majorities in both the Senate and the House. Uh, we've got some uh, uh, good friends of the building trades, Republicans on bipartisan infrastructure in Chipsville. One of them, a good friend of yours, John, is uh, is the congressman from uh, from up in Bucks County up there. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. it's really been uh, an unbelievable uh, run of success. When you think about the... Just the last two administrations, uh, of course, President Obama's signature uh, 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 legislative achievement was uh, his health care program, uh, Obamacare, and I guess for the last guy, it would have been his tax cut, uh, uh, but that was basically it. Um, and and this president and, and this Congress have delivered uh, four major, major bills that are going to impact in a positive way this country you know, for the next 25 years. It's it's just been incredible to participate and watch. Um, and for the first time, quite honestly, uh, that I can ever remember, I've been down here for, for a little over 20 years, um, the focus started and ended with how does this affect working families and how do working families uh, get lifted up uh, through these legislative achievements. And on top of that, uh, how do we help uh, all those uh, communities who haven't had a lot of help in a long time, uh, participate, and I can tell you through our apprenticeship readiness programs and our registered apprenticeship system, uh, we are going to ramp that up and and lift as many people into the middle class through our training in the building trades uh, as we can, and now we have jobs to go with it.
3: Well, you say that, and you say it so smoothly and so quickly, but you've been working for multiple administrations to put yourself and put all of us in a position where you get them things done and you and your crackerjack staff, and, you know, I'm a big fan, fan of your partner, Michael, and you guys just have that, that political world down to a science in, in D.C. I mean, you, gotta, you, you have to get to a point where you can make something happen, and you have to be in a position to help it make happen. And them three, four, five votes that you consistently swing make the difference on the next 25 years. And the fact that, you know, people like us up in Philly, you know, put our, again, like I said, we, we speak about it. We put our money up, we promote it, we market it. You know, we want people to know because, you know, all, you know, people are paralyzed. All they see is CNN or Fox, you know, they don't realize that in between it's all of us, you know, and, and, and you've done a fabulous job and, you know, I don't want to say sound like we're, we're kissing you, but but people don't understand the role that labor has, or at least has now because you stayed right there and, you know, you've, you, you've punched back when we got punched at. You know, you put your money out where you needed to put your money at. You've led a group of people that you know are all leaders in their own right, and you run an umbrella group. But you're the boss, and 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 you're in a room. So that's why we wanted you here on Labor Day. We wanted you to to let people know that the future is bright in the union world, and and it's only going to get brighter. But we have got to do our part. We had, you know, we have Brendan Boyle on last week. We have, you know, we always talk about Congressman Norcross. We're always talking to some of our younger guys because this is a long game. This ain't something that happens in two weeks. And, you know, the good part about you being there for many years and for many years to go and having the young team that you have is just, it's good. It's a a good day for the labor movement. It's a good day for the Philadelphia building trades. And, again, just keep rolling. Keep telling us what's on your mind, buddy.
4: Well, John, I appreciate that. And, and as you know, we came up together. and, And it's always been about being what's on your business card. And, uh, you know, I'm a business representative and I represent the interest of Building Trades members and their families, their economic interests. And uh, we've been consistent with that. Uh, we've been consistently work uh, with who wants to work with us. No different than, than you know, how you uh, uh, built uh, uh, the respect for working people across the region uh, in your career. Um, and the bottom line is when you're in that position and we have the support of our International unions, um, you know, we've had some interesting things happen down here. When, you're, when, when you had the bipartisan infrastructure law go uh, and the votes were iffy, it was a, a case where uh, six or seven Democrats decided that they were going to hold the president hostage and let his signature achievement go down. And it was up to the building trades to deliver 13 Republican votes to put that over the top. Um, you know that's not uh, hyperbole, as the president would say. By me, that's that's what the the people who follow it wrote about it. You know, it was it was up to the building trades and their relationships on the Republican side. Congressman Fitzpatrick and others uh, who voted for it. Same thing in the chips bill. Uh, interesting to be, you know, my team involved in the whip count. Uh, multiple conversations with the speaker, you know, with me the morning of the uh, the vote uh, that day. You know, keeping a track of how many how many commitments we had on the republican side uh, afraid of defections on the democratic side and and delivering them votes that they're not they're not relationships that you know quite honestly I have uh, congressman Fitzpatrick uh, you know he's a representative of of southeastern pennsylvania so the interaction that you and the members uh have with congressman fitzpatrick uh makes it easy for me to uh, uh talk to him and and work with you guys locally and nationally to get his vote and he he gave us his vote he's been a consistently good vote for labor standards register apprenticeship and and creating economic activity uh through his investment. so
3: north so elections every cycle and, and the building trades have stayed by him in fact you know to to uh, in a lot of days uh you know i get my butt you know kicked when i was leading the trades because of our support. But as you very well know, when we both learned this from our good friend, Joe Ashdale, okay, Joe taught me early on, you know, you, you like to be all in, but you can't be all in on every issue. You got to be able to split the baby and that, and you know, you do it well. Now, look, you got to tell me where, where do you think you got your skill set? Your glazers, Ashdale, say the glazers, the corner of Longcrest, the bar down in CIO, or maybe even Cardinal Boeckerty. So, you know, I mean, one of those places is where you picked up a little edge that a lot of your peers don't have, but you know, it's, it's growing up in this neighborhood. I tell people getting beat up in our, on the corner, everybody has a corner and everybody has a playground and everybody has a parish and everybody sharpened their skills in one of them three places. And that's why I love dealing with our guys. You know, our guys yeah. in Philly, are, that's why a lot of them succeed to the levels they have. You know, we have some really talented labor leaders have left Philadelphia
4: no, no question, John. And, 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 you know, the answer to that question is all the places. You know, first at home, you know, with the, with the kind of uh, things that my father told me, if I do these three things, I'll be okay. And that's uh, don't steal, uh, don't lie, and never back up to a paycheck. Um, and if you do that, you, you might make some of it yourself. Uh, other folks, as you know, growing up in the neighborhood, you know, uh, in order to, to, uh, to give a beating, you got to be able to take a beat. And, you know, when you get beat, in whether it's a policy uh, item uh, or, or some kind of other legislative uh, 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 program, you know, you got to regroup and say, okay, why did we lose? Uh, what will it take to win? And and you do that. And the things I learned at, uh, at Doherty in my neighborhood, uh, in my house, from you, quite honestly, John, certainly Joe Ashdale, uh, Jim Williams, uh, um about it's about having friends that actually respect working people and and focusing on people that actually care about how people live in this country and for for the first time in in my entire life uh excluding some some uh, uh great society pieces of legislation this administration this president uh, uh these democrats and a handful of republicans are saying you know what it's time that the that the working class the middle class and the poor get their opportunities and uh and all the work, all the long nights, uh, all the work that's done across the country uh, in congressional districts and campaigns and elections, you know, the payoff is for the American people. And, and it, it, it's coming uh, and the delivery has been fast and furious. And there are just phenomenal opportunities for for people to spend their uh, career securely in the middle class in the unionized construction industry. So we're terribly excited about it.
2: North American Building Trades President Sean McGarvey joining us here uh, on the John Doherty Hour, kicking us off uh, on John's Hour here on this Labor Day weekend. Sean, before uh, we let you uh, go on this uh, this weekend, I did want to give you just an opportunity um, to... uh, Uh, pay uh, tribute uh, to the passing uh, of Pat Gillespie. We're going to spend some time with John talking about uh, his thoughts about Pat uh, as the show rolls on here uh, on a Saturday night. But I did want to give you that opportunity before we uh, officially thank you and said goodbye.
4: Well, I, I appreciate that. And look, Pat Gillespie was the leader of the building trades in Philadelphia for almost my entire career. Uh, I was an apprentice uh, back in the early 80s when he became the leader of the Philadelphia building trades and and led it until such time as John took it over uh, five or six years ago. Um, He's an iconic Philadelphian, an iconic presence, uh, cared about the city, fiercely loyal uh, to what was on his business card again, which was to be the business representative for the building trades and look out for those families. Uh, who are members of the building trades, and then the greater Philadelphia region with the, the kinds of pushes to get uh, investment and economic opportunity for all. So it's a great loss um, for the labor movement and certainly uh, for Pat's family. And on behalf of NABTU and the Governing Board of Presidents, uh, we send our condolences to all.
2: Well stated by Sean McGarvey. John, I'll give you 30 seconds to wrap it up with Sean, if you'd like, before we go to the break.
3: Yeah, you know, we're going to talk about Pat a little bit more. I still haven't processed it. And, you know, Sean knows I was extremely close with Pat. He was my main mentor. And uh, and it's funny because in Philly, I mentioned that everybody has a neighborhood. Everybody has a union. And everybody has. And Pat tried to keep every one of them unions together. And the the, the reason that Sean and myself are a little bit better today is because of people like Pat and some of the people that Sean mentioned
2: earlier. Well done. Well said by John. I, I,
4: I would like to say one more thing, if I can have a yeah, minute. Yeah,
2: absolutely, Sean. Go ahead. All right,
4: and, and and I'll say this to 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 my friend for decades, and somebody that uh, I always could go to and 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 ask for advice and ask for help, and I always got it, um, and I still do to this day. And that's and that's the John Docherty. Um I have worked in the national scene for twenty plus years. And am I hard-pressed, hard-pressed to find one individual across these United States who's had more of a positive impact, not only for his local union, not only for the building trades, not only for the greater labor movement, but for all working people than the tireless efforts of John Doherty and what he did for the entire region. So on this Labor Day, uh, uh, Mr. Doherty, I want to wish you uh, the best of Labor Days, my friend. Enjoy. Thank
0: you. Love it. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades DC21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work that's bad something like that comes to my desk I'll be to it not just because I'm a democrat not just because I'm pro labor but because I know for a fact that's not very smart
2: and back here live on the John Doherty Hour on this Labor Day weekend here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Great, great one-on-one interview, uh, John, with uh, Sean, McCar- uh, Sean McGarvey uh, joining us in that uh, opening segment. Just a fantastic listen. Uh, if you miss any of it, you can download the podcast, J-Doc, uh, and tune in. Meanwhile, uh, before we bring Jim Snell into the conversation, Mike Farrow will be with us at 734 and then Wayne Miller uh, will join us at 745. A good show uh, lined up on this Labor Day weekend. Yeah,
5: Joe, fantastic show. Great words by Sean McGarvey. Um, you know, and it, this is our, our weekend. This is Labor Day's weekend. Uh, this is the Labor Movement's weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend. And I'm ecstatic to bring in into the broadcast uh, uh, Jimmy Snell, business manager of Steam Fitter's Local 420. Hey, Jimmy, how are you, pal? Doing
1: good, Joe. How, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on, and uh, happy uh,
5: Labor Day weekend to everybody. Right back at you, buddy. And, and uh, you know, lots to lots to talk about. But of course, uh, as you know, we lost a giant in our uh, in our industry and and in the labor movement. Uh, of course, Pat Gillespie, and, and you heard the words from, from from Sean McGarvey, and and of course Pat Oding before that earlier. Um, uh, so before we get into some of those, uh, the, the huge PGW deal, um, we're sure you'll want to share your thoughts on, uh, talk a little bit about Pat Gillespie and the impact. Well, uh, I
1: appreciate you giving me a, a, a minute or two to talk about Pat. I mean, that's uh, you need more than a minute or two to talk about him. Uh, but uh, to me and to, you know, Steamfitters Local 420 and the Philadelphia Building Trades, we we lost a, an icon a, a titan in in you know in the industry and you know the the working men and women uh, of Philadelphia and the entire region the state and, and nationally and, and you know and it, we we've lost a, a a true hero uh to working men and women i mean you know you you look back the guy was the head of the Philadelphia building trades the the, the best building trades and everybody knows this the most effective building trades in the entire country, and Pat was leading that, you know, for for over three decades. And the reason why it was so effective was because of Pat Gillespie. You know, it's it's just uh, it's just you know, it's a kick in the gut. You know, you 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 know, uh, just recently, you know, people like Pat and Joe, your father, and Bob Heenan, you know, from the OES, and it, it's just uh, you know, it's a kick in the gut for sure.
5: Absolutely, John Doherty?
3: yeah it's, it's still still difficult for me as my man, you know, and everybody knows it, and I'm having a very difficult time with it and uh you know that, like for personally for me, okay, there'd be no me if there wasn't a pack of lesbios. okay so it's it, it's that simple i mean uh, like he he just didn't give me advice, he laid out an example a roadmap for for how I was as a young leader, and uh sometimes people don't understand that. When you when you have somebody who is like like I can't even tell you I mean I can't think of one significant moment labor moment personal moment in my life over the last twenty years where he wasn't someplace close. I mean when Celia was sick he sat in the hospital for days. Okay the first time she was sick him and Fred the bonus sat for a month every single day. I mean. As powerful as he was, as, you know, as honorable as he was, I mean, I mean, the guy would go out and get lunch for people sitting in the hospital. I mean, he he made calls to get doctors. I mean, in, in her world, I mean, we had a dog named Gamma. He bought it. Okay. The Gamma was named after Gamma knife, which was after recovery. I mean, there's there was no more significant piece to her recovery than that dog. She walked with him every day. She took him everywhere, and Gillespie used to check in with her every week and make sure the dog and her were good. It was his connection with her,
5: and it was probably the most significant part of Celia's recovery. You know, John, when you, you talk about Pat Gillespie, you know, one one thing people don't understand about individuals like yourself, like Pat Gillespie, Pat Iding, is the the vast knowledge of understanding everybody's, all the trades, okay, and and, and the needs of all the unions because all the union leaders, and Jimmy Snell, you know this, you have your constituents, your membership, and, of course, you represent them, and that's your your main priority, but ultimately we have a building trades that has to work together in a lot of different facets, and that leadership that we have, and by the way, we have the greatest leadership and union leadership in the country, and we didn't lick it from the bricks. Pat Gillespie, John Doherty, Ryan Boyer now uh, our business managers like Jimmy Snell and, and, and of course, Pat Iding at the AFL-CIO and guys like Wendell Young across the board. Um, we got it because, you know, it it, it came from the top, and Pat Gillespie exuded that. But having that the knowledge of all the trades and the needs of all the trades is not something that, you know, somebody can just jump into. Uh, talk about that, John, because understanding everybody's needs and still having a job to do – Uh, are very important.
3: Well, just so you know, I can give you, okay, I literally can tell you, okay, that there was not one significant moment in the last 20 years where we weren't together on the issue. Okay, we got killed, but you're going to bring and I tell you right now, the guy that we have on the phone right now, make no bones about it. You know, I love Ryan. I love all these guys. I've just watched Jimmy go national I watched him stake local. He's as good as anybody we have. When it comes to taking our issues, you know, countrywide, and if I had to pick one person around me today that I would want to be my manager on a national issue, this is coming from my lips on Labor Day weekend, it would be Jimmy Snell. Okay? He's that good. He, he's, he makes tough decisions. He makes decisions for the better and the best of his membership. I watched him when the World Trout out and I've been in that position. I was in the, world, I was in the, in the industry when the, world, the electrical industry went wireless. So when you're an electrician and your industry decides that they don't need wire anymore, that's a tough day. I watched Jimmy Snell and refineries and politicians and friends tell him, "Yeah, you know, your industry is great. We love what you did for us. But we're going to do some other things because polling says that you're not correct. I watched them stand up, never blink on his membership. I watched them follow great leadership. I watched them work with great leadership. Okay? That's what we have here. Now, in reference to Gillespie, okay, you know, Mikey Farron, Wayne Miller, John Doherty, and Joe Ashdale to a degree. And, of course, Pat and, and, and you already heard, him and Pat had their own relationship. That was different, okay? But we had a, we had a, a little group. And it was Mikey Farragh, Wayne Miller, myself, and Pat. And we did things like we supported Rick Santorum. And we became the, the torch of the town. People said, how could you do that? Well, let me tell you, okay? Politics doesn't mean more to me than jobs for my members. Okay? Never has, never will. I only do politics because it helps my members. I really could care less about it. Okay. Social issues are social issues. You know, I get them, you know, my kids and, and my, my wife and, and the people around me knew how to handle that. I was laser focused on work. When we did Santorum, we did, and I'll tell you the story. Gillespie called me, said, Hey, where you at? He said, Santorum wants to eat with you. He needs you to do a couple things for him. I said, okay. I had a union meeting schedule. It was August multiple years ago. Okay. I, I go and meet him at a restaurant in town. He puts me on the phone with Dick Cheney, who was the vice president at the time. You talk about quid pro quo, Dick basically said to me, Hey, you're gonna support him or you're not getting this money. I got six hundred and sixty million dollars to move the IRS into the post office building on 30th Street. I had two hundred and thirty some electricians work at the full rate without a concession, without a ratio breakdown, without a competitive adjustment. Okay? That's what politics is for. That's what I did. Pat Gillespie taught me to put ourselves in a position to be able to create work for our guys based on our endorsements and non endorsements. Okay. We picked up another 90 million for PHA. Remember we put all the kids to work in the PHA door on our watch. Okay. And by the way, I mean, there's things people never know. I could tell you beatings. He took me with me when he had a tough meeting. you know, with, with you know, Rest the soul it was having some really tough days for the vote at the time. I don't even know why he brought me. He brought me to a meeting at Vince Fumo's house over uh, the new leadership at the Blue Cross board because it had such a big role in the labor community and supplying our guys with benefits. It was me, him, Brady, and Fumo you know, on, on a Sunday meeting. He brought me to a meeting at 6 o'clock in the morning with Sam Staden and John Street over at Convention Center. I go on and on. But you know, Jimmy Snell as good as he could be right now. And Wayne Milver and Mikey Farrell were part of all these things that I did with Pat because we would afford four that took the head. You know, and of course, you know, Pat every time somebody came to Pat and I could tell you so many stories, you know, um or Dermody is the head of the, the the house. And at the time Dermody kind of, you know, was treating a second class the Philly guys, nice guy, wound up with a good relationship with him. He won appointments and Pat was always great with making sure other people got appointments. Well we did, we bring Terminated a Palm. You know, I, I never ate at the Palm. I pick on the raisin bread and drink iced teas ever used to joke about it. So we're sitting there and I'm just watching Pat. Well at the end of the day he says he says the Derby he said, Joe, before I pay the bill, he said I need to ask you something. He said, you got any committees in your po- in your pocket? He said, Yeah. He said, what do you got? He said, well I got Set the scepter board and he said, and I got the uh, film credit, film tax credit board. He said, well, that's pretty good. He said, I think Michael Barnes would be interested in that. He said, no, no, Michael Barnes has a role, blah, blah, blah. Might be a conflict. He said, okay, I'll give it to Bobby Heenan. He's a Philadelphia city councilman. He works on that. The septa board comes out. He says to him, he looks at me, he blinks at me. He says, um, we'll do that with John King from the plumbers. He said, oh, maybe that, maybe he won't run against Paul Edgy then laughing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how quick and how ahead of his curve he was. Okay? And guess what? They both sat on the boards for years. I could tell you a hundred stories like that. Not three, not five, a hundred. Okay? I can tell you when he gave Randell his endorsement, me and Sam Stadium Sr. were there. Again, it was at a restaurant. And, he, and at the end of the day, I'll give you what Randell said to him. He critiqued Randell, and he critiqued Randell's basic lifestyle. And he said, I'd rather be with Casey. He's more my cup of tea. We, you know, and he was flat out, made no bones about it. He was unbelievably proud to be a Catholic. He said, you know, we, we preached the same thing. Not that he had a conflict with anything else, but he was, you know, that was the impact of Lesby. And he says, well, we're going to be for you because you create work. And that's what I get paid to do. He said, socially, he said, I'm for the other guy. But so then, Dell looked at him and said, uh, does that mean I got your endorsement, Pat? He said, Yeah. So, I mean, I can go on and on and on. It's just, and it's significant. I've, I've, I'm actually dreading Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I sh- I, I, there was two people, to give you the respect I have for Pat and the love I have for Pat, that I shot away from. Every time I talked to Pat about either the, the legal situation I was under or my, my situation with Sealy or anything in general, okay, he would always get emotional on the back end. And the other person who I never really saw get emotional was my father. So I used to joke with people. I used to tell them, I said, listen, I said, I, I feel terrible because instead of talking to Pat five times a day, I was talking to him only a couple times a week now because I didn't want him getting upset because I knew, you know, he was he had the COVID hurdle and a few other things. Same with my dad. So I kept my dad and Pat, you know, I kept at the same level. I mean, it's just everything I did for 20 years was bad. I literally would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't him. And everybody knows it. And Did I you... made no bones about it. And I was honored. You know, he was the bark and I was the bite for quite a few years ago. And Jimmy I was honored Snow? to be that. Joey, Did you know, your dad and all them guys, yeah. they all had their love-hate relationships with Pat. Do you know why? Because yeah. Yeah. they were all the same, buddy. Yeah. They had oh. different ties on different days. But each one of them guys came from the same cloth. They all came. They were all tough. They all came from neighborhoods. People don't know. Pat got shot. It wasn't by accident. Pat stood up to everybody. I, I didn't. I, oh, okay? and, and I'm going to tell you, he stood up beyond the normal stand up. Now, let's just take that side off the table. He loved his family, loved his wife. She's about as sweet a human being as you can get. OK, his kids are great kids. I mean, he's, he's got he has got a boy who is a, a child heart surgeon. I mean, talk about being successful as a father. Everybody knows, you know, the rest of his boys are in, in in the industry. Everybody knows John Patrick. He loved his grandkids. I mean, I I, yeah, I mean, not if you wanted to to see him smile, have him go golfing with one of his grandkids. Yeah, I just, Pat I Johnny Morris, me one Day, and I got to get. I know I got to get keep a the chance to talk, but I haven't said a word. I haven't wrote a letter. I haven't posted anything about it. I've just been like internalizing it. I Johnny Morris grabs me, okay, and. Um, we're both being and Mars are being honored at some big Irish dinner, and he comes up to me and he, he wants to tell me uh, how he doesn't like Pat Gillespie because he's golfing. And he, and he says to me, he says to me, uh, you know, uh, and he's waiting for me to like acknowledge it. So he said to me, and he'll tell the story. Johnny Martha if he was alive today. We got the story. And he said to me, he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm not a big hat packers guy. I said, lose my number. He said, what? I said, lose my number. He's with a whole bunch of guys. And mm-hmm. we're getting the awards again. I said, in fact, I'm not even standing on stage with you. Give him his award first. I said, you don't like Gillespie, you don't like they. I was a young kid. You know, like I told you, I can't say it better. You know, I just didn't take his advice. I took his example, man. He, he, was, he was a labor leader.
5: Jimmy Snow, uh, uh, last words yeah. in the segment. And, you know, so much here. Sure. I mean, and listen, I can just sit back
1: and listen to these stories all day long. I mean, Me somebody at at some point, somebody's got to write a book about people like Pat Gillespie and, you know, the, you know, uh, the, the labor leaders of this, uh, of this great city for, it, it, you know, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, John, you just mentioned, you know, his grandkids. Uh, you talk about a small world. My son, he plays football with one of Pat's grandkids. They're buddies, you know, uh, and, and Pat's son. Pat's son, Pat Junior, coaches my kid. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's. You know, he like you said, he's just. Uh, when you say he was a family man, that included his, you know, his close family, of course, but his, his building trades family too. And and there's a guy that just he fought fought for over three decades for the men and women of this uh, this great building trades. And you know, the, the average guy out in the street might not know too much about Pat Gillespie over the years, but. But darn it, you know, that guy, that guy had their back, Pat had their back all day long. And, uh, you know, just, uh, something that, you know, when, when we're cracking open a beer, maybe, you know, on Labor Day and, you know, we're an iced tea or whatever it is, just kind of, kind of salute, you know, give a little salute there to Pat. Um, but you know, that's the other thing I think of, you know, how, how apropos is it, you know, we're, we're sending off Pat Gillespie to the big guy up in the sky on Labor Day weekend. Yep.
5: Well said,
2: Jim. Yeah. Labor Day weekend on the John Doherty Hour. Back in a moment.
0: This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542.
2: Man, great place to be live on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD for a guy like me. Listening in on the John Doherty Hour, Sean McGarvey uh, kicked us off, Jimmy Snell joined us, and of course, John shared just a handful of what are thousands of stories uh, about Pat Gillespie, J. Doc, We roll along, man. We, I know you always say that uh, when the John Doherty Hour begins, in many cases, it is the fastest hour uh, of the week on this radio station tonight. You may be right.
5: And you talk about legends, and, and uh, I'm ecstatic to bring in Mike Farah, longtime business manager of Cement Mason's Local 592. Mike, welcome to the broadcast. Hey,
6: how you guys doing? You know, this is a sad one. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. we. I've been on the show before, and we had fun and all. But this weekend, it's my, I'm heartbroken. My good friend Pat Gillespie passing. You know, it's yeah. just... Uh, and it's ironic that it's, it's like Labor Day weekend too. That's the crazy part, you know. Yeah,
5: and, but, and if you, we wanted you to share some of your, your, you know, we don't have a lot, a ton of time, but if you would share some of your experiences and and, and impacting moments with them, that'd be awesome.
6: Well, you know, I was trying to think of things funny because I knew I was coming, and I can't because I'm heartbroken. But Pat Gillespie was, it was just smooth. You know, when I first got on as an organizer uh, back in 1989, I was, you know, put on as a full-time officer. I met Pat. And all I, I heard about Pat, and I heard about Pat. And I expected him to be an older guy. I mean, he was only, well, well, how, old did he, how old was he when he passed? He was 75, something like that? So he was only like six years old. But I, I pictured him to be this old guy. When I met him, he was like a, a young, vibrant guy. And uh, I watched him my first Bulletin Trades meeting, and I'm, but by this guy's pretty good you know he handled uh, handled everybody and you know he has he was a powerful man but he wasn't he didn't walk around and like act like he was powerful he was a down to earth guy he, he was a i loved him and i'll tell you what he had the hardest job in the world and you, you know you got to figure it's I don't know how many. this four. It was 14 unions, I think, in when I was. I retired in 2010. They might have grabbed a couple more into the building trades and say. But every business manager was the king of his castle. <laughs> you understand? Yep. And now you got 14 kings coming to this table, and everybody, and myself sometimes, everybody has this attitude of like. Yeah, you ain't gonna tell me what to do. You ain't gonna tell me. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. we're king. We're kings. When you're king of the it's hard to think. Pat had to mm-hmm. had to corral that and get it to fly in a V. And he did it. That's what was great about Paslousy. There was always a couple of unions, and I'm not going to mention them that were that were against everything. You know, even if it was good, they were just wanted to be against everything. But Pat, ninety nine percent of the time. Had us flying like like I say in a V. I mean we were we were in formation, and and like he said, he always said his thing was we stick together, we don't lose. And he was absolutely right. when We stuck together. Whatever issue, whether it was getting something built or getting a law changed or stopping a law from coming in, we were together on it. ah, We beat it, and and that was all due to Packless. You
5: know, you you you, you mentioned something, Mike, though, which is interesting. You're right. I mean, the the building trades managers, um, they're the masters of their domain. There's a lot of power there with each one of them. And and, and having the ability to lead great leaders like yourself, like a John Doherty, uh, like uh, all the labor leaders that we have that, by the way, also have their own constituents, their own memberships that they have to lead, um, is is a big deal, man.
6: Right. And like, like, you know, sometimes it wasn't... uh wasn't it wasn't uh, good for us to, to follow this, this this plan. Maybe my local minor had a little problem with it, my members. Sure. But if it's the best thing for the, the labor movement, sometimes you've got to bend and go with it and deal with your members. And we all did that. And uh, nobody ever, I mean, it was there was never like a a death knell, you know, that, that if we went along with the bullet trades, our union was going to be out of business. It, not, none of that ever happened, thank God. But I mean, Pat corraled that. I, I, that's all I can say. Like you said, we're, we're the masters of our domain. John Dockin, you don't want to hear what Mikey Farah has to say about his union. You understand? Well, I don't yeah. want to hear about what the, 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 the punch better has to say. I mean, it, it, it's you know, we, we all respect each other. Hey, I got my job to do. You got your job to do. And Pat's job was, like I said, to corral that and get us in, in line. And, and God bless him, man, he did it. And he did John. it smoothly. You know, I've <laughs> never seen him get mad mad you know that? I mean, I flew off the handle. Yannick get tell you. Johnny flew off the handle. Everybody flies off the handle once in a while. Obviously. You know, I never seen Pat really, like, get mad mad. He get serious. But I never seen him, like, raise his voice, and, you know, call somebody out. I never seen him do that because he was a gentleman. 100% all the way. John Doherty?
3: Yes. Well, no, no, no. You uh, know my standpoint. I'm no, no, but I'm doors. bringing John
6: in. Oh, hey, Johnny, what's up, man?
3: Mike, listen, everybody used to fly off the handle. You were the only one that would body slam people. <laughs>
5: uh,
3: you know, I, I, I put, I put but, my... But, Mikey, put my Mike, listen, Mikey... And, 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 Mike, I have to Good. tell you, you know what? And I, I said it earlier. You, Wayne Miller, myself, Ashdale, we went out on four or five... You know, long limbs with Gillespie. He never let you out there. It was always about creating work. I was telling a story about when we did the Santorum stuff. You know, we 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 brought back maybe six major economic development pieces that might not have come if we didn't do it. And you were right there. The post
6: name. office so piece so of you're you're building that was first billion,
3: billion dollar jobs.
6: That, that could have went anywhere. anywhere. have been being Philadelphia. You know, You're
2: I could have been dark
6: district.
3: What's that? You know? What's yeah.
6: That was big. Like, I think I, said, I remember, remember, was not remember we
3: things up. that you know, you and Pat and everybody were locked, you know, step in step. And again, the meetings were great and your crew, okay, Sonny and Jackie and all the guys, they were when they were around Glesby, oh God forbid. It was it was always you guys were always ripping each other remember, up
6: and, remember, and it, <laughs> remember when we used to go up to the to Harrisburg, to the national, the Pennsylvania Building Trades, or the Pennsylvania AFL, and we all say at the Hershey Inn. And then at night, we'd go out. We'd all be in one car. And, uh Who, who was? Back, and there's only West about a hundred thousand
5: people listening right now. Just, just in case I, everybody.
6: <laughs> uh, I mean, I, we were, yeah, we're, having, well, I'm not we're doing anything. Else, but I mean, I, I remember saying one time, man, so I've got to be driving. Hey, Please let, don't let, get let it, me, hey, Michael, hey, Michael. What a headline! This, Michael. Let me tell you it. another it's thing,
3: Packolesby. When you had Pat yes. Gillespie and you were with him, man, you you played by the rules. I mean, there was no oh, yeah. nonsense. Oh yeah. Uh, listen, his his, uh, his meetings, his dinners, his his think tanks, his getaway. Okay, you, there was no there was no shenanigans. Yeah, you know, Pat, I Pat, remember what. Wasn't a drinker. Pat was a big family guy, and and he expected yeah, you to participate. Great. Now, and, and guys, so real man, quick. He
6: was over. John, if I had that job, I'd be drunk every day at the pressure.
5: <laughs> 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 so, so me the but, uh, guys, let me jump we in here for time. a second.
2: Um, we we, yeah, we got 60, 60 seconds. We're going to break. Yeah, yes. we
5: got to go to break. Believe okay. me, I like to keep this going on all night. Uh, Mike, I, I
6: Remember the time, John? Remember the time we went to Cape May in the middle of the winter for for a business manager's meeting? He wanted everybody away, you know, away from there. That was the funniest time I was in a room. I had no remote control on the television. Uh, so I watched one station all night. I couldn't get up no more to change the station. <laughs> I broke uh, the mic. Don't phone. say anything, but yeah. Pat
3: had me go collect all the remote controls. Because he one of you guys at the meetings. I, <laughs> <nine days. laughs>
6: I had to keep getting up like in the 60s and change the channel like one at a time. Uh, it was fun.
2: Mike Ferrer, retired business manager, Cement Mason's Local, 592 joining us tonight on the John Doherty Hour. We'll take a short break. On the other side, Wayne Miller back in a moment.
0: Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roovers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor.
2: And as we jump into our final segment on the John Doherty Hour, uh, Wayne Miller is going to join us, the business manager of Sprinkler Fitters Local 692. And Wayne, welcome into the John Doherty living room tonight. It's been a really uh, fascinating show for me to just kind of sit back and uh, turn the controls over to Jay doc and listen in to some great, great stories um, from Mike and from John, of course, and Jim Snell uh, on Pat Gillespie. Um, J-Doc. It's been really, really good stuff. Yeah, I'm man. sorry that I have to tell you and tell everybody uh, we have six minutes until I have to say I know. goodbye. And by the way, Wayne's not surprised at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's not.
5: <laughs> we, we, We've asked him to explain you know, the, whole, the whole labor class in less than three minutes. Um, Wayne, obviously, welcome to the broadcast. and, and uh, uh, thanks, Jeff. A couple things. Obviously, Labor Day, uh, Labor Day, uh, a big day, a big celebration for us. So impacting to all of our members in the movement, but also Pat Gillespie be um, you know a major impact on all of us, if you will.
7: Pat, uh, well, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of things said about Pat, but Pat brought the building trades from being not a, a player to a player when he took over. He took it to another level. He took us into boardrooms. The one thing about Pat, he was smart. And he knew how to read people. And uh, the things that he did with ATAP, our drug and alcohol, uh, uh, program. He's one of the guys that put it together. And with that, it, that he, when years ago, when we were in, uh, nuclear power plants and refineries, if you, uh, tested positive for a drug, you were finished. You were banned for life. Pat did not believe in that. He believed in a second chance for everyone. That's where it made him so important. And, and that came to fruition and, uh, you know, you got help and then when you got help and if you, you, you got back to work. That's the way things are in, in, in America, especially in the Philadelphia Building trades, the way Pat portrayed it by giving people a chance. Nobody ever gives a person a second chance in the refineries and the nuclear power plants when, until Pat came along. And he, he, just, he, he just changed the whole landscape of, of, labor, of the labor movement. Second of all... He's probably the smartest labor leader I've ever been around. I used to I used to have discussions with him and he'd, he'd say something. I didn't understand what I couldn't understand why he would do something like that. Two or three days later, I I, I understand why he did it. And and that's that was Pat Gillespie. He was one step ahead of everybody and he was a lot smarter than most people I ever given credit for. And he was John Doherty?
5: John Doherty? Well, you can
3: hear in Wayne's voice, you can hear in my voice earlier. I mean, it's it's still too raw for us. You know, Wayne is, if you ask me who in the building trades was not physically, not structurally, but maybe just across the board, you know, the the, the Pat Gillespie light, it would be Wayne. Wayne Miller and Pat, they had the same way about them, all the same things that he just complimented. You know, Pat with Wayne was a creature of protocol, an unbelievable family man. He loved every union besides his own. I mean, his his appearance of representation, you know, took us from the thug to the professional. I mean, you know, I mean, the way that Wayne's articulated. I mean, so when you had Wayne and Pat, and I was talking about you, Wayne, earlier, you know, I was talking about you, me, Mikey Farash. There, there were many times we went out on our limb. And I was joking about the Santorum pieces and things like that because have battle wings. Yeah, but it was <laughs> It was work. Politics don't it mean it, anything it to you, Do you think I care about a state rep to be named later?
7: Are you of your mind?
3: You think I care who I the next city council mm-hmm. person is? Mm-hmm. I care about the next mm-hmm. job, just like you. I worked That's with right. you. I watched you, mm-hmm. and I know. And mm-hmm. listen, and I know how much I love Pat, but I know how much mm-hmm. Pat loved you. You mm-hmm. were his. You were his comic influence. When I remember, like, when I'd be going crazy, he'd say, get Wayne off of I used to laugh. I said, <laughs> then you get Wayne off of You know? And Wayne would live. So Wayne's office, as you guys know, are like five minutes away. Wayne would come walking in. Mm-hmm. And by mm-hmm. the way, when you talk about Pat Gillespie, you can't, you know, I mean, we had, there was a great team there. You had, you had Pat Eiding yes. on earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pat, mm-hmm. Pat yes. they were joined at the hip. But more importantly, mm-hmm. Pat's wife, Liz, was Pat's, mm-hmm. you know, partner in the business world, his work wife forever. I mean, she was just a great person. Yes. We had we had win. All these things that Pat, you talk about the All-Star Labor Club, Pat was in the middle of it. You talk about Palmville, mm-hmm. right? There, there wouldn't have been a convention center built. Pat went to Harrisburg when nobody was for it. Our own local mm-hmm. representations. You know, Pat was part of the, the team with Wilson Good that lifted buildings over Billy Penn's head. Why Mm -hmm. did he do it? Because he knew it would create jobs. He knew that the Mm -hmm. buildings could go from 30 stories to 60 stories, that we could probably use Mm -hmm. double the men or women. Mm -hmm. He was also big with women. He was also big with drugs and alcohol, and he was Mm -hmm. also big with inclusion. I mean, he kept that Mm -hmm. issue. And and that's one of the reasons he had blind support of Mr. Staden, because he was the real deal. And again, you know, the possibility Mm -hmm. and the things that he did, I mean, he was able to mix, you know, serious social you know, activities and turn them into business events. He was able to take business events and, and, and turn them into family events. He was able to take family events and get what he needed. It, 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 he'll never, my big, and he didn't want it. He didn't want the credit. I mean, I, he let me take so many bows for him. I said, it, 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 you know, I shouldn't have taken them. He gave them to me. You know, he was, I, look, and Wayne, you know this, okay? But mm-hmm. well, you and I both, you know, we in, in this for a long period of time well. I mean he was just a, he he just got smart. You know, I was joking, yeah. I had I talked to Eileen this week and I I had a very difficult time. Yeah. Me and her were, like on the phone mm-hmm. for like five minutes before we even said a word. I mean it's just difficult. And like when he would walk in, you know, he would have them iron pants, them shiny seconds. boots. Then he would have that he would have that that, that sweater on and when Wayne Wayne would walk in, when the two of them would come in, I knew there was something serious going on. I knew there was some, some work product we had to handle, you know? It's just and Doc, a, it's Doc we
7: wonderful. always did, especially with you too. You did the same thing when you took over. You did a great job. Uh, absolutely fantastic job. And Doc knew that you, or Pat knew that you could handle it, and you did. You took us to another level. You know what I mean? It, it was just, it, it just, the progression was just great. From Pat to you and so forth until Ryan now. Everything just moves along. And, and every, every guy is better than the guy before them, and... You did. You you did a great job, and he loved you too, Doc. You know that.
2: The John Doherty Hour here on this Labor Day weekend. Wayne Miller, bringing us to a close, and we end this show in honor of Pat Gillespie. In silence. See you next time, everybody.
0: This. By Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Communication Workers of America District 213 proudly presents The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Labor's weekly live radio program right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. CWA members are fighting for the PRO Act to protect the rights of all workers, to speak up on the job without fear of retaliation, and to make it easier to join unions and bargain fair contracts. We are CWA Strong, Ed Mooney, District 213 Vice President.